unlocking your world or creativity with Mark Stinson. Well, hello again, friends, and welcome back to Unlocking Your World of Creativity. This is the podcast where we talk about the inspiration behind our creative thinking and tools and ideas to organize our thoughts, but most of all, building the confidence and the connections to get our creative work up and out into the world and turn it into a business venture, market, publish, promote our creative work. And that's what we're all about here at the podcast. And we love going around the world talking to creative experts and people in all sorts of creative fields. We've talked to artists and photographers and musicians and people in hospitality. And today our creative arts discussion is going to take us to the culinary arts. And I'm just so happy to have as my guest, Chef Charles Raglan in San Antonio. Chef Charles, it's good to be with you. Good morning. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, it's good to see the sun shining in San Antonio after all the craziness in Texas over the past few weeks. Well, uh, we're enjoying it here, that's for sure. Oh, that's great. <laughs> well, Chef Charles is a true culinary artist. His business is catering and personal chef, but his passion is creating a real food experience for the guest. And I guess, Chef Charles, that's where I'd like to start, is the food experience when you're making a dinner for a party, for a family occasion. How do you think about it from a creativity standpoint to really take the food up another notch? Well, first of all, um, I sit down with the client and I find out if they have any allergies and what's their favorite type of proteins. And then we go from there and I'll build on top of that. And I tell them that I'm not cooking for them. I'm creating an experience. That's so good. And I guess from that standpoint, uh, I've gone on your website, it's uh, Chef Matter of Taste, and uh, the videos and the photography, I mean, of you creating these food experiences, I mean, they're just beautiful. Thank you. I truly appreciate it. People eat with their eyes before they taste it. Well, you know, that's a good principle. And I guess that's what we compare and contrast. I mean, a lot of us say we like cooking, but to turn it into a true art, what do you think it requires? Well, first and foremost, I think... uh, sanitary procedure uh, should be at the forefront of everyone to make sure that they're not doing any cross-contamination. And, and then uh, just going with something that they like and, and building on it. Mm-hmm. And what about, we were talking about the photography, but there's a, there's a look uh, and a presentation that you have mastered as well. <laughs> I, I love uh, creating, I tell uh, people that my plates are, in essence, Picasso's canvas. <laughs> I like that a lot. So, so I'm sure people comment on the, just the beautiful look of the food as well. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Now, in your business, you've had a chance to, to cater and chef for many different occasions, large and small, family. And I mean, we're talking about large sporting events. Maybe highlight of a few of those events that you've had a chance to cater. I was personal chef for a head college basketball coach in his family and the new recruits that he brought in uh, for four years. And then after that, uh, almost immediately after that, I went to be the uh, head chef for the Valero Open on the 18th hole for five years. And what do you learn about those events? You know, what are the expectations of the uh, experience that you're creating for an event like that? Everybody wants it personalized. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. And how, how does that work? Sometimes you can. Uh, other times, like in the Valero setting, it's hard to personalize each and every event because you're dealing with thousands of people each day. But just to acknowledge each person and to be able to create an idea of what they're wanting goes a long ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. And then from those kind of big uh, public events, you also do you know, private family events. And when you say a personal chef, what should come to mind for somebody that is looking for somebody like that? So I work with uh, the client when they reach out to me on whatever platform and we'll discuss a menu. Uh, we'll discuss their allergies, their likes and dislikes. And then uh, after we uh, agree to a set menu, I'll go out and I'll do all the grocery shopping for that event. I'll come to their home, uh, prepare everything right there, plate and serve. It's a full service event. And then I leave the kitchen exactly the way it was when I leave. Mm-hmm. So you work with a lot of families. And I was also interested in the program that you're doing for kids now too, to help kids learn how to cook for themselves and be a little bit more independent. Tell us about that program. So a nonprofit asked me to team up with them to uh, help with inner city kids on the east side of San Antonio. And immediately I was definitely, I'd love to be a part of it. So uh, I took a few days to think how I could contribute to that. And just thought of today with people living with instant gratification, how could I contribute in that sense? And to where kids aren't, the first thing they're grabbing is Hot Pockets or fast food. And so I came up with an idea of creating a simplified yet healthy menu, whether it be breakfast, lunch, or dinner. And the kids that aren't able to make it out to the brick and mortar when they're at home, they can upload the video of me preparing these and replicate them. Mm-hmm. Well, that must be uh, very fulfilling to help these kids, right? Oh, it's great. I, I love it. And the feedback has just been phenomenal. And there's, there's something about when you teach, I mean, again, all the way from helping these kids to you've been corporate trainer uh, at restaurants and things like that. How, how do you really show people? Again, there's preparing the meal, but there's also how to put the love in it. Um, oh, everything it, goes with love. You got to put the love in it. And how do you instill that? I mean, is that something that can be taught or does that have to really just come naturally? I think that's a natural thing. Uh, I tell my uh, wife and friends, I'm like, my uh, alarm clock doesn't wake me. My passion does. I love that. And so everything that, that I do uh, when I'm plating, when I'm preparing is, is an extension of me and and the love that I put into it with every dish. And I suppose that people at your events and at your, uh, your dinners really feel that passion. Definitely. It, it, it just goes on set. You know, uh, we're, we're conversing during the whole time. And, uh, hey, what are you doing there and everything? And I'm like, well, come, you know, so everybody joins around the island. And I try to make it something where when I'm not there, when they're, the family is home alone, to where they're creating a dish with the whole family. So cell phones are down, computers, laptops are down, and it's an event that they want to do amongst themselves when I'm not there. Yeah, they can replicate that on their own, huh? Yes, bring back that family gathering around the table. 
Mm-hmm. That's great. And Chef Charles, where, where did this passion come from for you? Dial oh. the tape back and tell us how it all <laughs> yes. started. I think uh, I would have to say growing up as a kid and being in the kitchen with grandma and uh, just remembering how grandma brought everybody into the kitchen when she was preparing dinners and everybody just sharing memories and the laughter and camaraderie. And I wanted to replicate that. You also served in the military. So first of all, thanks for your service there. But uh, the, the military is not real famous for their uh, dining experiences. Uh, no, and, and, I was, <laughs> and, and I wasn't a cook in the military. I was infantry. Uh, I, was, I was hoping you'd tell me that you helped change some of that. I wish I could. <laughs> I love that. So you uh, started out in the Midwest. As I recall, you did your culinary training in the Midwest. Uh, what brought you to San Antonio and how do you like living there now? I, oh, we love it. This is home. And uh, so, we, yes, we, uh, I met my wife in Notre Dame, right outside of Notre Dame, Indiana. I owned and operated two restaurants uh, simultaneously while we were there. Uh, and then that's when uh, she decided to go back to school in Arkansas. And that's when I took the uh, position for the head basketball coach and his family. And uh, right after that, we uh, moved to San Antonio. And uh, this is home now. After the first winter, I said I was never going back up north. That does have a way of converting you, doesn't it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's great. Well, in San Antonio, there, there must be a lot of, I guess, flavor and cuisine influences for you. How have your menus changed and evolved? So I do a lot of infused dishes with um, meals that I've picked up in different areas and I try to combine those with a type of flair and attractiveness and uh, make it appeasing. That's good. You know, and Chef Charles, as we think about the business of culinary arts, uh, how have you really organized your business? And I know you, you do a lot of networking and connecting with business people there in the community. How, how has that worked for you? I guess I go back to your passion is the food. How is the business side for you? Well, it's a constant networking. When, when I'm not creating a dish or when I'm not working with an actual client, I'm always networking. My wife tells people that I've never met a stranger. And in that sense, you know, because that client that I'm speaking to, our potential client, is quite possibly my next person that I'll be cooking for. So I want to leave that lasting impression when I meet them and discuss with them about the services that I provide. Mm -hmm. And then from an operations standpoint, what kind of team supports you in some of these events? I mean, they sound large oh. scale, so I can't oh. imagine you're doing all the heavy lifting yourself. So I, when I do my personal chef, I typically, if it's between two and 30 people, I normally do that by myself. When I'm doing large uh, corporate events, I have friends that are uh, in the business that I've worked with through the years that I call on, hey, you got a minute? Uh, and, you know, they, they help out and that goes both ways. So you'll back them up some too. Definitely, definitely. Uh, that's good to have that kind of team. So Chef Charles, as you might be expecting, I'm sure a lot of listeners to this podcast might have day jobs, so to speak. And they've always said, I would really like to get into the catering and the, the chef 
kind of business of catering and so forth, because it's it's a passion for them too. How would you advise them, you know, as they might try to start a business like this? Well, first of all, you got to love it because the hours can be crazy and just getting, having to deal with cooking things that people like that you may not like. And uh, so I think just that passion and never giving up with it and just keep striving. If you like it, you're going to keep doing it. If that's your goal and dream to just keep persevering. Well, Chef Charles, I'm sure you've had many wonderful events, but I'm sure not every single one of them went exactly as planned. Do you have any stories of maybe one day when everything didn't come together for you? Oh, I think uh, maybe people calling off or people calling sick and having an early morning event and you just know you had everything planned out the day before and then everything, uh, Murphy's Law takes effect. <laughs> so you just, you know, roll your sleeves up and just, just go at it. Just make it happen. Got to. Yeah. The, the event still goes on. That's right. And then how has the last year affected you and your business and getting together in person, in small groups uh, and so forth? I've been blessed to been at a point this past year to I've had situations where I've actually had to turn down events where I was overscheduled. A lot of people still want to go out to their favorite restaurants. And during this time, uh, they're not having the opportunity to. So I provide that uh, service to where I bring that fine dining to them. So they can still have a great experience. Definitely. Definitely. And um, before uh, I get there, you know, I discuss with them to take precautions for COVID and I'll do temperature checks uh, there, uh, sanitary preparations to make it an evening that they still will consider memorable. Mm -hmm. That's terrific. And Chef Charles, as you look out over the horizon, better days are coming for sure. As you look out uh, to the future of your business uh, and your creativity in delivering these food experiences, how do you see things developing for you? Oh, I'm planning on, I'm, I'm looking into right now real estate. I'm wanting to start a farm to table. So I'm looking to become a farmer in a sense mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, start doing farm to table catering. Those are great events. It sounds like you'll have a lot of fun with that too. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. And you like to get your hands in the dirt, do some farming? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is that going to be another part of the team? <laughs> I think that's going to be another part of the team. I'll, I'll, I'll be there to get it started, but uh, my place is in the kitchen. I like to stay in my lane. I love that. Well, we wish you all the best for that. So uh, Chef Charles, how can people connect with you and learn more about what you're up to and follow your work? My website is chefmatteroftaste.com. And I'd love to have the opportunity to speak with people and provide my services and create a memorable event for them. Well, that sounds great. Well, it's just been such a pleasure talking with you. I love learning about all aspects of the creative arts and culinary arts, especially. And it sounds like you really do deliver a creative experience that people enjoy. And love to. Uh, that sounds good. Well, listeners, again, it's chefmatteroftaste.com. He's also on LinkedIn. He's also on Instagram. So lo lots of good stuff to look at and be inspired. And if you have the opportunity to have one of these catering events, well, Chef Charles is sure the guy to talk to. 
So thanks again for the conversation this morning. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Mr. Stinson. Well, I've really enjoyed it. And listeners, come back again next time as we continue our virtual travels around the world. The next stop from San Antonio, we'll just keep on going and we'll learn from other creative experts in their field about how they get inspired with new ideas, how they shape and organize their business, and how they help get the confidence to get their work up and out into the world. So for Unlocking Your World of Creativity, I'm Mark Stenson, and we'll talk to you next time. You're looking your world of creativity with Mark Stenson, copyright 2021. We've created a special offer just for listeners of the podcast. You can get our book, A World of Creativity. Paperback is at a special price of $5.98, and the Kindle version is only $0.99. Go to my website, mark-stinson.com. The book is featured on the homepage. You can click it and go to Amazon, mark-stinson.com, and enjoy the book.